Explore your thoughts. Learn what you think you already know. We're taking you on a journey to the other side. Welcome everyone again to another edition of The Other Side. We continue our election, of cover, our election coverage today from District Police Jury District 7. With me, I have Mr. Bobby Barlow. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Barlow, I thank you very much for joining the program. I, like I tell all my guests, uh, they, my fans that are watching this, they, they hear this at nausea, but uh, I, <laughs> I, I say it to everyone, we really appreciate you coming on. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. Everybody has different opinions, like Kirby Roy had said on another podcast, and that's what we're here for. We want to hear everyone's opinion, right. let the public decide on on which way, which direction that uh, we think we should move forward. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Mr. Bobby, if you could briefly just give us a little introduction about yourself, you know, where have you worked, how long have you been a jury member? I'm Bobby Borlawn. Uh, I live uh, at Spring Bayou. Uh, I've been a juror. This is my first term. Um, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of uh, uphills since I've got elected. As soon as I got elected, two months after I got elected, COVID hit. So we had a big problem with that. Um, so uh, we went through some difficult times in my first term, and I think we've uh, overcome. I, I think we've done well. Um, like I said, I live at Spring Bay. I work at a nursing facility. I'm a maintenance supervisor there. I worked 15 years for the Sheriff's Department at Rapids Parish before that. I was third in command of the Corrections Division there. Um, I enjoy being in Vols Parish. I enjoy the people in Vols Parish. So whenever I moved here and built my house here, uh, this is where I want to be. And I'm glad to be here. And I, I started looking into politics and how things were going. And you know, I, I don't owe nobody no favors. I didn't go to school with this particular fella. I didn't owe this one a particular favor. I didn't, I came in with a clean slate and that's the way I've ran the last four years. And I think uh, the residents of District 7 C, that's, that's how I ran, that's how I do. And that's how I've performed the last four years. So this is your first term run, or this is your second term. You 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 have one term. Yes. You're on the backside of it. Right. What prompted you to run to begin with? Because I've always enjoyed politics. Uh, uh, I've seen it many times. I've I've studied it. I attended police jury meetings two years in a Vols Parish before I ever ran. Uh, I, I learned the best I could. I attended committee meetings. I've uh, I asked questions. Uh, I've even got cussed at and kicked out of one on time. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm interested in the well-being and I felt like our district needed to have a voice and I felt like I could show a better voice and uh, and I feel like in the last four years I've proven that. Who was the incumbent prior to you? Uh, Mr. Trent Clark, uh, good man. Have no, nothing wrong you, to say. You, you ran against him or he retired? No, I ran against him. Okay. And a uh, super nice guy. and. Uh, we just handle things on a different level, and uh, uh, and uh, he's a super nice guy. Nothing bad to say about him, no sir. Bobby, you mentioned it was an uphill battle. Um, everyone that got elected that that election cycle, mm -hmm. they've all dealt with COVID, and we've dealt with COVID and mm -hmm. everything as citizens. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the the wheels of success. I mean, it tends to put a a, a wrench in it. Mm -hmm. But what are some of the accomplishments that? you feel you've provided for your district or for the parish as a whole? I think as a parish as a whole, that uh, what I provided was that I made sure that any extra funding we got didn't go to certain pet projects. And, and that was a problem at the police jury I seen coming in. Uh, you get extra money from other places and, and it went to capital outlays and it went to pet projects. Um, 
when we started getting money back, I think it was like five or six years uh, prior to me taking over that they didn't get any money from the casino and we started getting that money back. Well, the president at that time, uh, well, I'm sorry, before I was elected, the president at that time, he wanted to allocate some monies to go to certain pet projects. So once I came in and we started getting this money back, I made sure that every district got its fair share of the fundings from casino fundings, gambling uh, money, and that it got split to capital outlays and that we all got our fair share. It got split nine ways. And that way every district had a right could show because that was a question I asked in the jury meeting. So we're going to get this money. What is district seven going to get? And I, it's like, I kind of got looked at from the side, like, hold on. We, we, we don't, you know, I made it happen. We've got funding. We get our fair share. District seven gets our fair share. We also had the road district two tax that was passed before I came into office. They get the extra land yap. But District 7 gets his fair share, and that's one of the most things I'm proud of is that we I made sure that money was split. So that uh, that tax that was passed, it was uh, divided it into like, uh, I think it was four or five districts. Four districts yes. and, and so the one that passed, does, does that encompass your entire district? No, or just some of it? not right? my yeah. entire district. It, it, it. it carries uh, the Borlonville and the Plosherville yeah. area of it. Then it carries back to Simpsport. Simpsport. But uh, it doesn't carry like toward Mansour, the Spring Bayou area. I carry, uh, but uh, they have they've gotten a lot from that, and I'm, I'm glad that they they've got their money's worth. Not everybody's got their money, you know. Uh, I kind of have arguments sometimes with people. They say, "Well, we paid in this much tax, and we've not got nothing." The taxes I pay in every year, federal taxes, I, I don't get that back in return. I mean, it's just right. it doesn't. Everybody doesn't get it back unfortunately but uh it is being spent in that district and they are getting that tax money and they are getting their fair share of the police jury money that's allocated as well so whenever the police jury money gets allocated to all of the districts mm -hmm. so one district may have more roads than another district mm -hmm. or more problems is it divided equally or is it per uh as needed that was I guess, probably, priority basis that was probably one of the worst mis that, that that was a mistake I made whenever I fought to make sure that money was being going to be split instead of going to a pet project. When I, when it got decided, okay, it's going to be split nine ways. I walked out of there with big chest. I won, you know, my district's getting its fair share. Now that was last year since we got this money back. When I started looking at it this year from, I said, Oh, let's look at the amount of roads. That's how it needs to be split now, based on the on the mileage, because you have some areas uh, uh, like Glenn McKinley's district. It's it's a the road isn't much. There's not many road mileage outside the city limits, but he's getting the same fair share and Mark Burrell as well as people like me. And Daryl Wally, who probably has probably the highest amount of amount of roadways. Yeah, he mentioned that when I interviewed him. He has the the most right. And, mileage and and so those are things that i want to make sure that if re-elected that it's going to get distributed equally based on the, on the amount of mileage that we have in each district and and bobby i know uh, we live in a fairly small parish you mm -hmm. know in fact the census went down from the 2010 to the 2020 census mm -hmm. we have 42 uh we had 42 now we have mm -hmm. forty thousand. Mm -hmm. so we um we know there will always be a funding problem. No one's going to get their roads fixed overnight. Right. We understand that. We uh, 
it's hard for everyone to stay patient. You know, everyone wants their roads fixed yesterday. But the truth is, you know, it it, it would be a process because it's, it's a matter of funding of a much smaller parish. You know, Rapids has, uh, I don't want to get it wrong, I think maybe 150 or 200,000 mm-hmm. people in the parish. So, that, you know, they have a lot better parish roads and everything than, right. than we do. So, uh, speaking of our parish roads, what are your thoughts on the current parish conditions you know you, you've you've seen a lot you mm-hmm. uh covid mm-hmm. you know dampered a lot of things but but overall the progress you've y'all have made the the incumbents that are in there currently the way y'all work together to to mm-hmm. move forward how, how would you how would you rate it if you could give it an, a grade a through f just overall i seen your uh your prior podcast and asked that question i i asked myself since then how would i rate it and I think a lot of people wants to rate it on a, you know, as an average. But mm-hmm. I feel like we need to look at how we're going to rate it based on, on what part that we're looking at. I mean, looking at the funding, the dedicated funding that we get for the libraries, I give us an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. The fundings that we get for the health unit that's dedicated, I give us an A+. Plus. The little bit a funding that we get for roadways, when you take that one penny and you split it four ways and you give that one quarter cent of that one penny to us to fix roadways, man, you ain't got much to work with. I think we, and basically all we have from that point is we can only upkeep what we have. So that's when you don't get a lot of things. We look forward to getting these extra gaming funds come in. That way we use that for capital outlay, which is a 25% match. And so we can come in and, we put that up. Capital Outlay comes in. And each district chooses a road, and we do. That's how. That's how we're able to redo them now. And Road District Two, they've been blessed by paying that. Now some of them's gonna gripe. Oh, I'm not blessed. You know, I didn't. But they have gotten a lot from that, and I'm glad they they have. Uh, I don't know when that tax comes for renewal again. If if I'm elected, if I'll even bring it back up to the people. Actually, I'll probably have a. If re-elected, I'll have a definitely have a big. Uh, uh, get together and you know in that district and uh, q a and say hey what do y'all want do you do you want to bring it in again so where does this capital outlay come from from the state so, so it's from the state it's not from the parish sales tax or property no, or anything like we, this we outside. use some of that money for 25 of any extra money <clears throat> basically what we get from our taxes now is just a maintain right that's what you see the people and you know and people gripe all the time i understand i gripe you know when i used to see they just filling these potholes up. They just filling the potholes up. But that's the only tax money we get is that that's, that we can afford to do. Now, when we get this extra money from gaming, we use that twenty five percent. We use that as a twenty. However much we get from them, if we get two hundred fifty thousand dollars from them, well, what we can do is turn around. We apply for a million dollar grant from the mm-hmm. from the state. We gonna get that grant on what roads we're gonna do, and then we turn around and we split that nine ways. Now, it was never right. done that way. That's the way we do it now, because that's what I did. Make sure that took place and it's going to happen. Every district gets its fair share in order to just not move my district forward, but to move the parish forward. So that's how we get that now. And uh, we're just a poor base. Now, our health units, our libraries, those are taxes that are, uh, when people say they're overtaxed and they pay their taxes, that's where their tax money is going. And they say, why is it going there? Because you renew it every, every time it comes up. And, and that's your right to renew it if you want to renew it. Uh, I, I don't, now, it, can that money be rededicated? Only if someone like Daryl Desitel went to legislation and rededicated. Of course, he's not going to do that. I, I don't blame him. 
But uh, I think that's something that people need to understand is where their tax dollars are going. And very little is going on roads. And if you try to bring up a road tax, what does most people say? Oh, I ain't voting for no road taxes. Yeah. The roads are horrible. But, I mean, but we have beautiful libraries and we have beautiful health units. We're building more libraries and we're building another health unit at Simsport because that money is there and it cannot be used. Not one penny can be used to fix a pothole. So the one cent sales tax, that can only be used on roads? Or that roads and ditches and drainage? On the one cent, that is actually split up. Some of that's uh, uh, for your uh, waste, goes to waste. Some of that goes to waste as oh, well. Yeah. Three quarters of that. Three quarters of that goes to waste. So we're left with just a quarter of that divided nine ways. And uh, but it's and it's not divided. That quarter's not divided. That quarter's basically only an upkeep. That's yeah. all that can afford. Yeah. We can't fix almost no roads with that unless we have some capital outlay money. Like, I think we just got some money in from uh, another entity that we normally wouldn't even get one in from this uh, this new uh, online gaming uh, I've seen today. Uh, so that is money that we use when we get that to the general fund. And the general fund, the money we have in the general fund is what we use to go toward our capital outlays. Right. I believe Kirby had said, uh, I keep going back to him because he's sure. uh, the president. You, sure. know, you know, you being an incumbent and him, right. I, I get to pick your brains yes. a little bit more yes. to help you know, uh, right. educate myself yes. and also the viewers. Perfect. I think he said something like $175,000 per mile that it would cost to, it does. to fix. And when, whenever I got elected four years ago, it was 130,000. And, uh, when, uh, when the Biden administration took over, all prices went up, it went up to about 175,000. Yeah. yeah. We all and feeling the heat from all that. That's, that's the way it was. So there, there was, there was an, and I'm going to use, um, uh, Old River Road, for example, mm -hmm. that was a road I put in capital outlay. I was able to start that road from the beginning and go to the end of it to, to where the bridge is. And people from that area knows that that was funded when I put my capital outlay in for that. When it came back, when it got time to do the job, it went from one hundred thirty thousand to that hundred. Yeah. I either had to cut that job or I had to cut back. The, the 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 uh the mileage of it right we had to do that on a lot of road district two uh things that jacob and i worked on uh with the road district two tax that we were doing in borlonville plosherville those areas like that we were going to go from for example north bayou glass from one crossing to this other crossing i had to scale back from that mm -hmm. or either cut it out completely i didn't want to cut it out completely yeah. so i scaled back based on the inflation that that we were facing at that time unfortunately i think most people watching this are all experiencing that in right. the grocery bill sure, you know, you sure. scale back Definitely. or just your day-to-day -day, you know vacationing or mm -hmm. we've all been right. feeling the heat from the hyperinflation right. that, that took place the the last few years mm -hmm. so in your opinion bobby what what can be done to this parish to make it better? We're out of COVID now. We let's moving on to the next phase. Get this election passed uh, right. behind us. And if you are reelected, mm -hmm. what what do you think can be done to make the parish a better place? I think you know continue on uh, fighting for what what we need and want. We hoping uh, other businesses will come. Um, I mean, the amount of money we have coming into this parish, you only have that to deal with. For example, if you were to get a go to a, and I'm just going to jump real fast and jump back off. If you were to go to a homeroom charter and you get a president elected today, this 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 election, next year he's not getting one penny more in sales revenue or tax mm -hmm. than what the people does or property taxes. It is what it is, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, try to work and keep doing what we're doing, you know, and 
hope these more fundings come in hope uh different things come in i think uh uh fantasy football that was the first check we just got and i didn't get a number from her today that was the first time we we received any revenue from that that was the online gambling you were speaking right, about a while ago right so we we just received that fantasy football that go goes back into the general fund and you know money changes you know i heard some people when we had our last meeting it was a big thing on facebook we had eleven thousand five hundred dollars in our general fund oh people freaked out it's not unusual we go down the day we get tomorrow we go down today we have one hundred forty three thousand dollars in our general fund last week we had eleven thousand five hundred so that goes to show you it changed now tomorrow we might only have a hundred two thousand you know we might have two hundred twenty thousand tomorrow so that fluctuates. It isn't yeah. like us uh, uh, who live our basic life to where our, we get a bunch of money in every day and every day and it goes out. This is very common. So 11500 is a good political sling at you, but that's not uncommon. Not at all. Right. So we live our day-to-day -day lives working nine to five. You know what you you can budget yourself, right. you know, minus the inflation, mm -hmm. but you, uh, it, typically you can budget yourself mm -hmm. and you know what's coming in, you know what's going. Right. In, in politics, you don't know. These are all projections sure. for next year. Everything's you're, you're, you're estimating that yes. we're going to make this much. You're one COVID right. lockdown away from completely right. decimating that those projection, right. projections or some kind of other unforeseen disaster Correct. or circumstances. And that could change a lot of things and, and, and put us all upside down yes, in, in a much. heartbeat. Very much. So we, let, let's stick, stick with the taxes. Let's go to the garbage tax. Mm -hmm. We were... So we had a couple of set of, of figures. We mm -hmm. had uh, the police jury was showing that we had a deficit. Mm -hmm. and then another elected official was showing that we mm -hmm. had a surplus. Mm -hmm. So the question everybody asks is, we wake up the next, we, the, the taxes fail, wake all up right. the next day, our garbage still gets picked up. Right. So if you can just talk a little bit about that, what happened there, what were y'all looking at and what did right. they have? The, to touch base on that, what took place, we went on, uh, my understanding, if I remember correctly, on 2018, uh, you know, whenever you look at, when they start looking at doing a tax and, and you start looking at, at, at uh, long term, uh, you just don't say today, oh, I think we're going to need money and you, let's put it on the ballot for a tax raise next election. This this went on for like two years. You look at this, there was arguments, there was a lot of things that took place. I was dead set against having any property tax involved because I felt like everybody uses garbage. It should be a sales tax. Yeah. Strictly. But we were maxed out. We could only do a quarter cent because of all's parish right. was maxed out. Now we could have changed that if Daryl Desitel would have went to uh, legislation and done it. He's not going to do that. I don't blame him. I wouldn't have done it. Right. So we only had that quarter, which wasn't enough according to uh, our finance committee, which was Charles Jones. And he was over finance committee. He based everything on the 2018 pre-pandemic pre, uh, now people started getting these these checks so by the time we based it on 218 and it got back here i remember sitting in a meeting i don't remember if it was a, a committee meeting or if it was a regular meeting and i asked our treasurer because look when i get sick i go to a doctor and ask him to help me if i need legal help i go to an attorney if i need financial help I depend on accountants, but I would depend on those people, mm -hmm. their recommendations. I remember asking our treasurer, do you think we can go five years with what we got now? And she said, I just don't think so. Now, what we look at when we look at this, they wanted a five-year contract. Do we have, I think, $6 million in that account? Sure. They went up a million dollars on us. 
when they got ready to go, I was the one that said, oh, y'all want to do this? We need to bid this out. Yeah. It got bidded out. Still came in the cheapest with a million dollar. Oh, Is that right? Raise. Still came in. We had three bids came in. Still the cheapest with a million dollar raise to it. And a 2.5 uh, 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 CPI to it. So what do we do? Do we take the chance on five years? That scared me because we're locking ourselves in as a parish to it. So let me tell you, whenever it comes to any almost anything you bring to me, and we're going to touch base on this in a little while, anything you bring to me that you want to say, I think the, this should be a tax or I think this should be voted on, I'm going to put it on the ballot. Let the people decide. I am going to do that. I've always done that. And that was my reason for this tax to come up. Let the people decide. Do they want to pay for their own garbage if we run out of money or if not? The five-year scared me. They would not come off the five-year contract. So put it on the ballot. Let the people decide. If I would have took that right away from the people, we're going to touch base on this because it leads to your, probably your next question. If I would have took that right away from the people and all of a sudden in three years their garbage isn't picked up again, then they're going to look at me and say, why did you take that right? You took that right for us to choose if we want to pay that extra money to continue trash pickup. That's not who I am. You have a right. And I felt at that time that we, according to our, uh, our accountants, that the money wasn't. Now, what we're looking at, the money did pick up due to the fact of, of the COVID money. People <clears throat> were getting these stimulus checks and all that. Now it's starting to dwindle back down again. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hey, it may be something that's going to have to be looked at again in a few years. Right. I mean, definitely. Is, is there any particular reason you went off the 2018? Is that just was the most current that's that was when, completed? That's when or? it started. That's when the, the, the talk of this started to be, uh-oh, the way things are going, we're not going to be able to do this. Was there a trend from 2018 to 2019, like maybe less revenue brought in and maybe 2020? Think, well, obviously 2020 was COVID. Right. I think sure it, was kind of it was based on the years before and everything was kind of leveling looking right. it's kind of always looking the same according to what the finance committee told us and that's the way it was looking you know and it was um let the people decide you know and uh i, I think it's gonna uh you know a lot of people can sit back and say uh i mean uh, to tell you what we have right now and, and just just in the, uh in a solid waste we have 5.8 million dollars a lot of people say 5.8 million dollars Really, man, that's not no money. We're we're paying three point one one five million dollars right now every year, and it's going up with the so, CPI. So right now, the the garbage collection, the waste that they're charging three point five million. Right. Then, so in the in the whole account, there's five million, and then how much do we bring in? Right, right now, January the first, twenty twenty three, we uh the solid waste contract was three point one million dollars. Um, basically for the five years that, that we have, uh, the contract total is going to be roughly $16.5 million for this five-year contract going to 2027. Our estimated sales tax is 21.5. Uh, our, uh, solid waste operation cost is 4.5 million, which pushes a contract and operation of $21 million. And the estimated sales tax for the next five years to 2027 is $21.5 million. That's putting you $500,000 in the bank, which is taken away from a, from what I 
tell you just now, uh, a $5.8 million. Going to leave us a half a million dollars in the bank. So, so this year or, or in five years no, from now? No, then you could, yeah. every year it's going to start taking away from that. Right. From that 5.8. Right, we're not, we're, taking, not, we're not generating. We, we, so every year we're dipping in a little bit more, a little yeah, bit more little into bit that more, 5 million. A little million. bit more. And that's what, it would have never been this this far into 2027 had we not had those two years of those stimulus money coming right. in. It would, this would have been way backed up. And uh, that was what I think our finance committee at the time was looking at. That's what our, uh, our treasurer was looking at. And uh, they were being safe. I mean, we want to keep the people in, in line with the trash. And, hey, I want the people to decide what they wanted, you know? Right. Definitely. Speaking of letting the people decide, we'll move on to Home Rule Charter. You, you're kind of touching on it earlier. We're not going to go into details on the specifics right. as far as the from the very beginning. And, uh, right. I mean, you, you can – I mean, I'm, I'm not going to explain it. My, my viewers have been hearing me say it right. at nausea. So right. what what's your – how what was your involvement – for it or against it or whatever what, what was your involvement with it and how is it what it is now so, so it, it come out that we're now thirty five thousand dollars that mm -hmm. we've paid an attorney right um uh, kirby was saying that if it's even in a special election mm -hmm. it would be twenty thousand dollars to have it on the ballot so mm -hmm. the uh what the people are saying is that we have we, we almost had two elections now mm -hmm. so uh, right. elect for the charter, then another election for the commissioners, and it's like we're almost there. Right. So if you could just touch on that. Right. You know, uh, kind of let me start from the beginning from what I know about this. And uh, basically, uh, when, when I learned about this, uh, I met, met with Mr. Caligara, and we met on it. And uh, when, when, we, when I looked at this, I brought this up, I want to say, in last November. And uh, to the jury, I said, uh, Jurors, these people are going to get those 2,500 votes. I mean, 2,500 signatures on a petition. Let's us go ahead and appoint a commission. I brought this up in November meeting of last year, October, November meeting. And so that would have been the first step. They wouldn't have had to have a petition. Wouldn't have not had to go do nothing. Wouldn't have had to, each one of us jurors would appoint it who we wanted to the, to the commission. Uh, it didn't go nowhere. Okay, they at that point they seek uh, to go out and form a petition, which would require if they get their amount of signatures, it requires us as a jury to have to put it on a ballot to form a commission. Okay, they did that. So see the way this parish is split up. Let me kind of explain this, and I I don't like the way they use the word "we the people" because I think we all the people, no matter how you feel about something. They have "we the people" who are in support of uh, a home rule charter um, and the petition that was brought. You have this people who are, I could still consider we the people who are against the home rule charter and against the petition for the way it was written. And you have this amount of people who are we, we the people who just don't give a crap and just don't want to know and don't right. care. And don't make me a crap. What happens? And, and, and there's a lot of those. Too. Yeah, very many. Mm -hmm. There's three. And, and, and let me say this, to start off, during this whole home root charter, do you know how many phone calls I got concerning home root charter? One. One individual called me once a week from Plosherville, an elderly man, because he wanted to be on a commission to, commission to write it. He was the only one called me about it. And I had several phone calls. People called me and said, Bobby, they want me to sign this petition. 
Is this going to hurt you in any kind of way? It's not going to hurt me in any kind of way. Sign it. Just my answer to them. Evidently, my district didn't care about a homebrew charter. They, right. just, I don't, they might have fell in this third group, <laughs> evidently. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when, when, when the charter came up, they got their signatures, okay? Ordering us to put it on the ballot. Okay. These people did what they wanted. They did what they needed to do legally. Sorry for these people over here that, that are against it. I, I hate that. But these people did what they needed to do. They got their petition. Okay. So what ends up happening is our attorney, Charlie Riddle, came to us and he told us, he said, you have to accept. You have to. You have to accept the petition. Well, you had several jurors up here, five to four, says, no, we don't because we don't think it's right. And illegal. you can't tell us we got to accept something that's not right. So we had a vote on it. I voted that we accept it and we move on with the election. I voted for it. We lost. Okay. So it moved on to where we're not going to put it on the ballot. I voted to put it on the ballot. So Charlie Riddle said we had to go along with it. So they decided at that point, the jury, some jurors said, well, we need different counsel because we don't think Charlie Riddle is defending us correctly. Okay. So I think Kirby even made the statement in the meeting that night. You know, we don't think you're on our side here. Okay. Five to four vote, let's just say. I mean, right. they win. Mm -hmm. So at that point, what ended up happening is <laughs> they decide to make a vote to, to have a hard and outside attorney. I voted against that because my attorney, Charlie Riddle, is telling me, you can't do nothing about it. You have to accept it. Why spend taxpayers' money? I think it was in the newspaper this week where I said it's a total waste of, employ uh, of payers' money. Okay. We lose. They win. They can hire their attorney. Okay. Wasn't because I voted to hire the attorney, but right. they, they, the attorney's here. Now, he's working. He's my attorney now. I can't talk to Charlie Riddle about nothing to do with this now. Mm -hmm. He's my attorney. And I questioned him heavy in, in there. And I don't think he liked me. He didn't return my phone call. <laughs> Where, so where's this guy? Where's this attorney? Alexandria. Alexandria. Uh, 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 do we have a name? Is that something uh, that can be disclosed? Uh, sure. Uh, yes. You paid for it. <laughs> the people at the parish pay. Uh, I might pronounce it wrong. Uh, Stacy Ozing is our attorney. Uh, is the attorney for that against the Glenn Goodo versus the Paul Vols Parish Police Jury? Okay. He, he's who we, uh, who the police jury got that on on a vote that was not unanimous. Now, so when when they throw this stuff in social media and says the jury vote, no, not all jurors did. Mm -hmm. Majority won. Right. And that's five, the way. That's the way we work here. You know, and that's the way. Not one man makes a decision. Mm -hmm. And you had these other jurors that said, my people just do not want this. They do not want a home rule charter. You had these other jurors saying, this petition is crazy. So now this new attorney comes in here and he steps in front of us in a jury and I, I'm against hiring him. So my question to him is, why do we even hire you, sir, if we can't file suit for evidently whatever they're saying is wrong? He said, but you can, sir. You can. You have a right. Okay, well, now y'all show me the problems that y'all are fighting against. And I'm talking with them. We're talking, I mean, I started looking at these, these things and looking at this petition and seeing everything that's wrong. 
Now, even though I'm for the right of the people on this side to write it, mm -hmm. I have to also understand these people's rights over here to say, hey, we don't think we need to accept this because it's not done right. I've been a notary public for 25 plus years. If I, if your name on back of a, if your name on the front of a title is John P. Doe, and I fill that title out and you selling that title and I leave that P out and you go to motor vehicle, they're going to kick you back to me. Mm -hmm. You don't just come to me and I put a P on it. Right. I, I have to fill out a, 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 a active uh, affidavit of correction and go through all this. We all got to sign again. So when I see all these things wrong, I have to say, hold on. Even though I'm for, the right, I'm for the right of the people to write it, unfortunately, they, they even had to get to the petition point. I didn't want them to have to get to the petition point, but it did. The law says, okay, we have to accept this. These people are saying, so I have to look at them now. I have mm -hmm. to say they have their rights swell. They're we the people too. We the people who just don't agree with the petition or we, we the people don't agree with uh, a home rule charter, period. That aspect of it. Well, like what we have. Right. So I had to look at it. And look, you're, you're going to see things, uh, so many discrepancies. You're going to see, uh, and, and I have to say, Jay Callagher uh, on We the People. So I'm sure he writes these because he's a spokesperson for mm -hmm. We the People. He wrote a letter on uh, in the September 30th thing. says, the law says that once the police jury is presented with a certified petition, they shall call for an election of commissioners to draft a charter. That is, if you feel that the petition was done correctly, because you can go in front of a courtroom, in front of a judge, and he can make a decision to send you to jail or say that you owe this civil court thing. You have a right to appeal anything. Mm -hmm. You had that a right to appeal. These jurors did not feel it was correct, the ones who wanted to hire this attorney, because for the simple fact, election code says every petition shall, the same word, I'm going to have to kind of, read off of it as well okay, whenever you're done with it I'll, okay. i just want to give it to the cameras okay. shall have a handwritten signature of the voter the date the voter signed the petition the signed ward precinct and year of birth the address in which the signer is registered the signer is either typed or legibly written the name of the person who witnessed or who obtained the signature and the date on which the person witnessed and obtained that signature that is revised, uh, that is election code, okay? Jay Calagara came on your show eight, eight, eight months ago. Yeah. I'm going to quote him. Jay stated in an interview, when doing the petition, they will put their name, year birth, date they sign, its ward and precinct, and their address, and then a witness that watches them sign it. He also stated that this will be done to make sure no fraud takes place. Okay? And that's a his quote from my podcast. From your podcast. When, when he came yes. interview. Now, I'm reading the election code to you. Yeah. Also, before that, man, I can show you so many things that went against everything against the election code and against what he stated and just some of these. So petitions. he basically stated the election code, but the, the petitions weren't. Followed by the election code. As far as we're concerned, there, as far as those those jurors were when they wanted to hire an attorney, mm -hmm. once I looked at it, I agreed with them. Yeah. It was a botched petition. Mm -hmm. It was just a botched petition. Instead of crossing the, the T's and dotting I's, they did opposite. It it bothered me. I had a problem with that because mm -hmm. I really expected more from, from that group to give, I mean, a pristine petition. 
Right. I was looking for a pristine petition because I wanted them to write it. Mm. I, I truly did. And But on the other hand, these people, they have their right too. And I have to look at what, what they're what they're looking at saying is wrong and I have to agree with them at that point what's wrong are there, are there any that were filled out right or so oh, yeah, we there throw were, all the baby out with the bath water there, there were some that were filled out right so you have to go through each one line by line and then cherry pick the ones that were sure. done correctly and then that would make the numbers not enough for the petition to be legit but the, the thing that's going to go to court is saying with so many indiscrepancies in it do you just null and void the whole petition right and uh I mean, they left, uh, the petition was left in various locations, which you can't do because they weren't with What we, I just really want to tell you one thing that, that I really, that, this is one thing that bothers me the most. This is what really truly bothered me and what made me. Uh, on this petition, it shows where signatures were signed on February the 3rd, 2023, February the 3rd and February the 10th. Okay. This petition, that part of the petition was turned in to the register of voters. It's turned in now. Okay. This turned in to the register of voters on February the 16th and stamped. February the 16th and stamped. And the day says what? February the... the these people signed February the 3rd. The 3rd. They signed February the 10th. Part of this petition was turned in to the register of voters and stamped February the 16th. But yet, seven days later, you have people coming to witnesses and their signatures. Mm -hmm. How did they even get their hands on this petition? Wow. It was turned in. Now, this is all, I mean, it's all, this is evidence here. So these people here who are against it, I feel like they have a legitimate right to be against mm -hmm. it. Even though I feel like these people have a right to write it, sure. Mm -hmm. I also have to look at these people's, uh, how, why, where they're coming from. I do. Do I want them to write the petition at the end of the day? Sure, I do. But I feel like at the end of the day, these people who are against the petition or people are against this home rule charter as a whole, they have their rights as well. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it right. And then may the best man win. That's right. And it kind of... All this has kind of been dead, except, you know, I, I think Mr. Goodo went on Facebook a while back and stated that uh, uh, the way we're going to beat them now, because it's got knocked out of these courts and stuff like that. And Jay's kind of misled a lot of people on some of that. But uh, it's got knocked out of these courts for four reasons, because this when Mr. Goodo sued the police jury, he sued us because we weren't going along with a petition. What did he not do? He didn't introduce this petition to judge bennett why you think he didn't introduce this petition mm. to judge bennett so that was the basis of the of the uh i guess a lot of people are asking including myself sure. I, i'm i'm sure like I'm who, tell you who what sued, I know. right like who's suing who is it a mm. group of people and mm. so i started with one man mr goodo so mr uh you say glenn goodo glenn goodo is the one suing the police he's jury. Saw, he's that that uh put the lawsuit on the police jury sure. to get this thing going sure. and then it went to district court mm. Police jury uh, lost, right? And then y'all y'all appealed it, went to the Third Circuit. Mm -hmm. Then y'all won. Then they appealed it mm -hmm. and went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme and, Court and, just didn't want to hear it. And and Jay misleads people because he, he said the Supreme Court just didn't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. he, they knocked it back down to where it went. Because it, it, so why does it knock back down to? Right, right now, let me tell you where it went back to. Right now, several months ago, it went back to where it needs to, where it can go 
back to district court. Well, Mr. Goodo gets on Facebook and he, he tells basically people that the way now to, to, to get this uh, charter going is to uh, unelect us, to have people run against us. And that's what's happened. Uh, people running against us for this reason. Now what they're doing, since this $35,000 came out, all of a sudden out of the blue, they just filed again for us to go to court, and they want us to go to court, I think, October. For, uh, the, for this uh, same court just, case we are just, just talking for, about? Just for a hearing to set a date. But, so what it's going to do, it's going to put it in the newspaper. It's going to put, oh, police jury and home rule charter at it again. Police jury is going to waste more of your money. It's a political stunt to make the police jurors look bad. That's right. all it is, simple as that. Uh, Jay Caligaro's behind it. He's the one pushing it because he's a spokesperson for it. And, like, you know, you can sit here and say, you know, what he stated on your podcast before, you know, what he stated before. This is 12 to 16 years before we see anything from this home rule charter. Does a Vols Parish have 12 to 16 years to gamble? Man, we're too poor of a parish to do that. So it'd take 12 to 16 years before it, it could be enacted if things would have went their way no, and everything? No, before we'd see any good come out of it, so. according to him on your on your podcast. Right. That's what he stated. Uh, uh, but, you know, and they keep telling people, when people come to these things, they keep telling people what they want to hear. They keep telling you that it's not been written yet. But they're telling you that all of a sudden, Jay's telling people that uh, uh, there's going to be term limits. How do you know there's going to be term limits? It's not been written yet. How do you know the nine or 11 people that come, that gets put on this commission might not say, hey, you know what? On a local level, we don't need term limits. How do you know that? But you're right. telling everybody the charter is going to say no term limits. You're also telling the people, misleading the people by telling the people, oh, the salary will be under $100,000. How do you know that if it's not been written yet? Yeah, you're telling everybody how can you go against a charter if it's not been written yet, but you're telling everybody what's already going to be in the charter? How do you know? How does he know? It's not been written yet. Right. It, or has it been written? That's the key. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's a very interesting point. The um, I, I want to go back to the court. Mm -hmm. So it's my understanding that if it goes to the, uh, you know, the Third Circuit Court, they trump the district court. How, how is it back in... The, the district court. All the That's third, the court I can't wrap the, my head the around. The third court said, they, they sided with us saying that the petition, uh, the attorney for the police jury went in and said, this petition should have been brought into Judge Bennett's courtroom. So a retrial new evidence. Right. Okay. Judge Bennett should have allowed this. So it's all about the evidence that they didn't bring for the, the first time when he went in front of Judge Bennett, they didn't present this evidence. Good, Mr. Goodo didn't present it, and, and, and basically he was suing us based on his petition, but he never put his petition as evidence. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of wonder why. Well, He's a friend of mine, by the way. Yeah. He's a very good friend of mine. I like him, and look, yeah. we, we may have a drink tonight. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, he's a friend of yeah. mine. We don't discuss this. But my thing about it, he, he didn't present it. Mm -hmm. So the Third Circuit Court of Appeals says we're going to kick it back because it should have been a, a put in. So was it presented in the Third Circuit? The Third Circuit Court, all they said, yes, it was. They said it should have been presented. Okay. And let, okay. It, let it get ruled on by the lower level. Lower level. They, didn't, they just said this needs to be presented to the lower level. Okay. They didn't like that. Mr. Goodo fought. Now, Mr. Goodo had to pay all, the, all these court fees. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He had to pay all these court fees. <clears throat> now, he brought it back up to the uh, state Supreme Court. State Supreme Court 
like Jay misleads you, says they didn't. We don't even want to hear that. Third Circuit Court does said, send it back down to the lower and let them put the evidence in place. Now, they did not do this for all these months because I can't see Judge Bennett, and I, hey, I might be speaking out of place. I can't see him looking at this and say, oh, I've got to say this is a valid thing. Now, Jay's going to come back as a spokesman for them. He's going to come back and he's going to tell you like he did in the paper here. Uh that uh, the rest of voters, she's gone through all these classes. She's done all this. And she, well, judges have gone through law school. They've yeah. gone through many things. They make decisions that goes up for appeals. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, so it doesn't make us as a jury of the majority of the jury who want to fight this not have a right to fight it. Because right. you have these people, they have their right to. And that's where I stand. I had these people right, these people's right. You know, he also made this the statement on here um, that uh, the court did not decide to hear the case, which is not unusual. It's a pretty cut and dry case as far as the law is concerned. Let's talk Talk, about the Supreme Court. The Supreme It is a pretty cut and dry case. Send it back to the lower court and introduce it. So they never heard it or anything? No. Never went to batteries? No, 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 no. They did not even hear it. Send it back where it came from. Now, all of a sudden, like I say, Mr. Goodo made on his Facebook uh, uh, on the We the People that the way to beat it now, and you can go back and look, it's, it's on vote them out. It's vote them, vote us out. Okay. Now all of a sudden, since his home rule chartered the price that the lawyer got paid thirty five thousand in the paper last week came in, all of a sudden now they want to set up a court date. What's that going to do? It's going to put it on the front page in the newspaper. How much more is this going to cost the police jury? Mm-hmm. Jay Callagher or whoever the spokesman for uh, We the People made a, another uh, a, a misrepresentation. I like a man that comes prepared. Right. You, got, you got all kinds of ammo scattered. Well, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Because I'm going to speak what I know to be right. the truth. The police jury, however, has $17 million a year of your tax money to fight you and your right to vote on local issues. That is the biggest lie that ever came. Do we have $17 million? Sure. Can I go get one penny out of that library fund, that dedicated fund, and pay a lawyer to fight this? No. Well, where does the money come from? It comes from the general fund. It comes from the general fund. So there are any restrictions on the general fund or it's for things like like this? Is it flexible, I guess? The general fund is flexible, sure. The general fund... But that's not coming from our roads, our drainage, or anything? No, no, no. No. Don't catch me in the catch-22 there. No, no, that's not a catch. I'm I'm trying to understand all this myself. Can we take $35,000 that they gave this lawyer and put it in, in roads? Doggone right we can could we take twenty five thousand of that and ask the uh, uh, ask the state to hey give us a hundred thousand in capital outlay? Sure we can, sure we can. But this is how we pay a lot of our, our little bills. This is how yeah. we pay our salaries as jurors. So that comes out of the general fund sure, salaries sure, and sure. Uh, and the district no, attorney which salaries for police jurors. For police jurors only. Right, right, because you had people that works on the road and bridges. It comes out of road and bridges. You have people that works on uh, uh, in the uh, salvage yard. Comes out of uh, solid waste. You know, that's where their salaries come from. You know, and that's another thing I, I, I Mr. Caligaris stated uh, on, on your on your pod eight months ago, that the juror's salaries will be cut. How do you know that? It's not been written yet. <laughs> I mean, uh, or has it? I mean, how do you know that the nine to 11 commissioners being appointed to this or even elected to this are going to say, you know what? Let me sit here and tell you this. I bring home $660 a month. After taxes as a police juror, I lose money at the end of the year as being a police juror. By the time I have to clock out at work, 
By the time I spend my gas, I go to six or seven meetings a month that average an hour, two hours a piece. I lose money. But I do it because I feel like my district is getting good representation. Not being saying because I'm doing it. I know what I'm doing. I see what I'm doing. I know how to stand up. I know how to fight some some battles and fights. And that's who I am. So you're not in it for the 600 and whatever dollars. <laughs> no, I lose money. <laughs> I mean, so right. to say you're going to cut my pay. And let me tell you what happens here. You know, and it's kind of almost, and I got to say something about Daryl Desitel. I got to give him props, on, you know. They, uh, he tried to raise uh, uh, representatives' pay uh, to, I think, 60000 or something, from 16000 to 60000 in the House, and it, it didn't pass, okay? What that does, it keeps, let's just say someone might, like me, I, I'm just a middle, I mean, I'm very moderate income, you know, person right. makes, my, you know, a little more minimum wage. I, I'm just a, a common person. From the parish. Yeah, from the parish. <laughs> and uh, I can't run for state representative. If Daryl turns out, you know why I can't run? Because I can't live on $16,000 a year. And do I have a job that's going to let me take off doing legislation for a month, two months? Man, that's hard to find, mm -hmm. you know? So Daryl did try to reach out and help to let people like me who could say, okay, if I ran for representative and I won, I could quit my job and hey, I can live on 60000 I right. can't, you know? So what they're trying to do this is my personal opinion. I'll take it to the bank. Yeah, we all have opinions. Like, yes, like this Kirby is my personal opinion. You have a, a very wealthy, wealthy man that's funding this whole uh, organization, uh, this this charter. You have a, a spokesman that's uh, his spokesman. And you're sitting here saying basically that you're going to cut salary. So what you're going to do is you're going to take away from someone like me who, who's already barely making it as a juror. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm losing money to represent my district. And you're going to knock it down to maybe nothing or $100 a month. So what you're going to do, you're going to get a man who in there who's got money. So the wealthy people are, are trying to, are the ones pushing this. Simple as that. The wealthy people are the ones that are pushing this heavy. And what is the reward in that for them? Kind of makes you wonder, I kind of think. Like to, uh, it sounds like the way you're describing it, like they're almost establishing they want to establish their own clique, sort of. Exactly. If I, I that is exactly what they're. I think they're doing. I mean, why else would you want to do? It? And you know, and you sit back and, and they've used the example before, said with this home rule charter, we're going to have a parish president that's going to that's going to be here. That's going to turn around. He can go to uh, Baton Rouge and fight for. Him. Well, you know what? That's what we got Daryl Desitel and Heather Cloud doing for us, and they're doing a hell of a good job, as far as I'm concerned. They're bringing tax money. That's what we elected them to do. Mm -hmm. We we need a, a, a person here. We need people here with our boots on the ground in my district that I know what's going on and other districts that know what's going on. And, you know, to, they're telling people what they want them to hear and, and sapping them into that. And that's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see after this political, like this political season has been the most polarized that I've seen mm -hmm. like on a local on the mm -hmm. local election is and and, the, and maybe it's only because I'm I'm doing the podcast and right. I'm hearing like this is a great podcast. Mm -hmm. I love all the information you brought. Right. I like hearing the other side. I right. like hearing this side. Yeah. I like hearing every everybody's mm -hmm. side. Like you said, everybody has different opinions, mm -hmm. but it's very informative. This is this is this is good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought all this. And, and I, after it's over with, I will actually show you some of yeah, the evidence. I, hey, I wanted to show uh, yeah. the law earlier. We, oh, we, yeah. we, here it is, uh, right here. No, we got it right here. We can let's see it right here. That is that is that is election code law. Election code law, right? Now Jay's gonna thirteen uh eighteen. Right. 
Now, Jay's going to tell you we had to follow their the other law that states, but keep in mind, that's if we have a right to think that it's not legal, you have a right to appeal anything. Mm -hmm. You so, do. So what other law is he? What he's saying is that it says that whenever uh, a petition is given, whenever a petition, what he's saying is when the police jury is presented with a certified petition, they shall call for an election of commissioners to draft a charter. That is the law. That that is one law that says that too from uh, Louisiana. Uh, I think uh, Louisiana Constitution law mm -hmm. that does say that. But if we don't feel the petition is legal, we have a right to object to it. Right. You have a right to object to anything and file a lawsuit against anything. Because the other law says that you have to have the words and precincts. Words and precincts and the signatures. And I'm going to show you when this is over with how much of all this was not done completely, and you'll understand. <laughs> I feel like you've read through a lot of those. I've read through a lot of them. <laughs> yes, I have. All right, we're going to jump gears in, or uh, unless you have anything else to add no, to no, the homeroom no, charter. No. We, uh, term limits. What's your thought on term limits? My thing That's on another big question that's been popping up from, I've, I've interviewed some of the sheriff candidates already right. and the uh, police jury. A lot of people, mm. a lot of questions I do are some that, mm. you know, people have, have asked, sure. asked. So sure. uh, that was the big, of course, home rule charter taxes right. and term limits has been one I've been getting. Right. You know, term limits, uh, that's a big thing that came up since Caligari and then pushed that. That's that's going to be in their home rule charter that's not been written yet. So that, <laughs> that's when that's came up a whole lot. But, uh, you know, on a local level, I think we, you know, October the 14th, I'm on a one, I'm on a one term limit. Mm -hmm. People don't like me. They're going to vote me out one right, term. Yeah. I'm on this one term limit, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you can sit back and I'm just going to use this, you know, this example of do we want term limits? Let's say uh, I'm, I'm going to sit here right now. I hate to know that Heather Clouds, this is her last term. She can serve mm -hmm. with this new term. I hate that because she's represented. I hate that for Daryl Desitay. He's represented as well. I hate that. Um, what are you going to get after that? So that is something that actually it's. I think, I, they, I think they can go three, right? The uh, representative actually, in, a, in a three two. term. I think I think it's three. Is it okay? I may yeah. be wrong. I, I may be wrong. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's three I, terms. Okay, I, I thought it was. I'm two. Not sure about the Senate, but yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, right. yeah. But you know, I, I feel you know, Nancy Pelosi. I think majority of my district wanted her out of office a long time ago. But I mean, if you would have knocked her out of office term limit, you would have got someone in there just like her. Right. I think from, from their I, issues. I prime. think on a local issue, I think. To, we are term limited every, every election, you know, and people just don't choose to run against some people. You might have someone that's been in there for, for 20 years. If, if you don't like what they're doing, term limit them. We all like to complain over here in the Vols Parish. I, I grew up around, you know, the old people would sit around, sit around drinking beer. Or I get 15 cussings to yeah. one out of all. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the thing is they don't know what they complaining about, you know, and that, that was a big reason why I started the podcast right. to get, you hear all, all kinds of, all sides, all right. different opinions, you know, right. and hopefully this helps get people to right. get more involved and just know right. their candidate and, and know, mm. I'm sure Jay will come on later. Mm. And once all of them finish sure. interviewing the elections, uh, mm. the sheriffs and everyone that I'll be doing after mm. the election, he'll probably want to mm. come on and give the other side sure. of the, uh, with, with the sure. home rule charter. And you're, it, yeah, I was about to say, don't yes. be a stranger. Definitely. You win uh, or lose. Because let me yeah, take, yeah, 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 win or lose. You have a lot of, uh, let me, Tell you any, any information you have. Homebrew charter is going to probably, um, uh, uh, 
I'm probably better. They'll probably be better off if I won the election. Let's just say that, because I'll probably be less, little less out because, <laughs> uh, uh, because I when you know elected, I have to represent these people, and I have to represent these we the people. Mm-hmm. If I'm not elected, I represent Bobby Borland at that point. Right. All right, Bobby. You a uh, couple of more questions. Mm-hmm. The um, you have an open door policy oh, in your yes. in your district. People can call and complain at you anytime. Uh, I mean, other than the middle of the night. I, uh, no, I, I, I don't want the job to be honest with you. I've, I, had, I I've had calls as late one in the morning as early as four. So uh, yes, look, I stayed. What it was three weeks ago? I was on a bridge uh, at Spring Bayou uh, to twelve midnight. Uh, we had to replace the bridge. I was out there with the people to twelve midnight. And I was assuring them we was gonna get it taken. Wasn't that a fire truck or something? Yes, so, so that was accurate information. That, 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 that was. It was uh, one of the boards gave out, and the back wheel of the truck just went oh, through. Geez. They pulled him right out. Uh, got it done. So no one got hurt. No, 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 no. Got stayed there till midnight. Um, got it repaired, and I think uh, Tuesday morning I had the bridge tore out and I had a five foot cover put in there with the overlay, and people were happy. Hmm. All right, I got another. Another big one for you. Uh-huh. Uh, your district boundaries. She's going to pull it up on yeah. the, if you can just kind of walk people through it, yeah. she'll follow along while right. you just kind of explain it. You know, like I always say, nobody knows what district they're right. in. School board district, police jury, that's different. You know, and you know all these things. So mine it's everything very, in red. Mine is very weird. And actually, I really don't want to look look at it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you confused. Yeah, yeah, she'll follow so you. With the- actually, I kind of start off at where I live at, at Spring Bayou. Uh, and actually, I carry uh, Little River, and I come out to Highway 1 uh, on Slim Lamorne Road in between the casino and Walmart. Okay, yeah. I cross over the road there. It turns left. And if you're going down the airport road, uh, Dewey Bernard, mm-hmm. I carry everything to the left. Uh, Colonel Jones carried everything to the right to the curve down there. Then Kirby carries everything to the right. I still carry everything down to the left, all the way down Sheck Schneider. It goes down, it catches part of the large road. I go into Mansoor. Uh, I turn right. I, I carry the first block where the, the, the school is. I cut back across the Roy Theater Road, the Roy, where the Roy Theater, Roy. Yeah. I carry back that all the way to Highway 1. I proceed down Highway 1, carrying the left-hand side. I turn right. I... I Go around the city limits of Morville, just around the city limits of Morville. I hit MP cutoff. Yep, know what you're talking about. I go down there and I start carrying both sides. I carry all of Plosheville. Uh, I carry going to work Cottonport a little bit on there. I carry all the way back up to the levee, the, the, what they call the levee road in Plosheville. That takes me all the way back to Bordelonville and uh, down. Um, uh, Pete Laborde Road and all that kind of uh, in Hamburg area carry part of that, and it just circles back to part to where the locks is in Bordelonville, and it circles back to Spring Bayou through that area. It's a very very diverse district, and let yeah. me tell you something: people uh, people are different in every. Let me tell you, my, my residents, uh, my 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 uh, people in Plosheville, they. Are Plosheville people, mm-hmm. people in Borlonville are Plosheville people, and, and people in Spring Bayou, they're uh, they all have the same common goal. They're good people. Mm-hmm. They want good, but they they, uh, they look at things differently. Right. So it's like I have three diverse 
uh, districts to, to That's deal That's why with. part of your district voted for the, that tax, the four uh, district. Correct. Or right. what do y'all call them? Districts? Or, or I keep saying districts. We, but... we are districts. Right. We, what do y'all call the four? That They were road districts, too. Road district, so road, road district districts. two is the one got passed okay. out of the four. Yeah. yeah so that's so. part of your district there that, yeah, that got that. Yeah. So the, actually, the house where I live at, the road I live on does not fall in road district two, but you go one mile and part of Boggy Bayou, part, half of that road falls in that road district mm. two tax money. Yeah. yeah, I guess you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, it? I had to drive. Yeah. All right, Mr. Bobby. Um, closing, th well, first of all, what is your ballot number? Uh, 66. 66. Yes, sir. All righty. Let me write that down. All right, closing thoughts. Mm -hmm. If you want to, why should your constituents reelect you mm -hmm. to serve another term? Mm -hmm. uh, anything you want to add and everything mm -hmm. else, just now's the time. Right. Talk to your constituents. Look, for four, for four years, I, I, I gave the people my word. I've never made a promise. You know, when I ran four years ago, I never made a single promise. And I never, you know, every now and then you run across someone and say, you promise you? No, 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 no. And I've not made a promise this time because I can't promise you what tomorrow's going to bring. I don't know what tax base we're going to have tomorrow. So I don't make those promises. So I've been spoken. I'm very outspoken for the people. I've stood up for what the people I think in my district represents. Uh, I've, I've went against some, some heavy hitters since I've got elected. Uh, I've had some major people come after me because I didn't go along with, with, with their way. And uh, I still fought a good fight. I feel like my district stood up behind me. And uh, I, I feel like my district knows that I'm going to continue to fight for them. Because, look, this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world out here when it comes to this. You have to be prepared. It's not for the weak-minded. <laughs> you, you have to be ready to roll with it. And, uh, and I feel like, you know, I'm 48 years old. I, I still feel good. I still got the energy in me. Uh, I still got the want-to in me. Because let me tell you, there's some days that want to, it, it goes this other way. It's where sometimes, man, do I even want to do this again? But I still have the want to in me. And as long as I have that want to in me and I, I'm not, and I don't come complacent to where, oh, it's just what it is, it is. No, then it's time for me to go. But I still have the want to, and I still want to be the voice for the people of District 7, and I plan on continuing to be the voice for them. And, uh, look, I have open door pot, and they know my phone. If I don't answer, I'm going to call you back. They know that, and I've proven that to people. And I don't think no one can say I've not called them back. And uh, sometimes it's not the answer they want, but they understand once we speak. So uh, I look forward. And I hope that people reelect me again and let me continue to be their voice for District 7. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Bobby Barlone, number 66 on the ballot. Thank you, Bobby, for coming out. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's a very interesting podcast. Yes. I really like it. Uh, just do me a favor, whether you get elected or not, don't be a stranger. You're welcome in the podcast to come relay whatever information or that it is that you want to have, you know, parish right. related or, or whatever yes, sir. The, the, that may be. So thanks again for coming out. Thank and you. everyone, thank you for watching. Appreciate you tagging along for the, where we had, we're over an hour now for this podcast. Wow. Thank everybody for watching. This is an, another edition of The Other Side. I want to be like you. I want to be like you.